Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And this kid's about to be the man. That would be the man of some NFL franchise, the face of the franchise, and hoping that he can turn their fortunes. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear hotline, including Todd McShay with his first mock draft. He'll join us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. We'll dig into Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and Kyle Trask and all the guys, Mac Jones, everything on the way with Todd coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We're just over 100 days away from the draft, about 102. There seems to be a 100% chance that the Jags are going to take Trevor Lawrence, but Key is sort of warning us, hang on a second, hang on a second. There's plenty of time between today and April 29th when Roger Goodell, hopefully, will be in Cleveland and fans will be there. We'll see how it works. Rolls up and announces the first pick in the 2021 draft. You just got to – you got to – evaluate the process right I mean it's like Adam Shefty was talking about head coaches or assistant coaches trying to get head coaching jobs they're trying to win football games right now and that applies to evaluating certain talent in this year's draft is is the guys that are going to be the head coaches of these Jacksonville's and these New York Jet teams they're trying to possibly win playoff games right now and so they don't have time to just automatically say who's going to be the one or the two pick. You got to kind of let the process take its course. And and every single year I have these conversations about uh, players being drafted high. If you think about it, Cliff Kingsbury was our offensive coordinator at USC. Three days later, he was the Arizona Cardinals head coach. Kyler Murray went from being drafted to being drafted as the number one overall guy because of Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. So you got to kind of see it's Eric Bieniemy wants the Jacksonville Jaguar job. Does Jim Caldwell want the Jaguar job? Is it Urban Meyer's desire to play golf and live in Jacksonville? And he may want Justin Fields because he's seen him. He knows him. He recruited him. All of those sort of things. So you got to kind of just wait from a talent standpoint He's certainly one of the top talent quarterbacks in this year's draft. But is he so far removed from the rest of those guys that you mentioned? The Kyle Trasses, the, the Justin Fields, the Zach Wilsons, uh, 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 Trace, the, the, uh, uh, the, the kid out of uh, North Lance. Dakota, Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Is he so far removed from them that he is the clear-cut number one overall pick, no matter what anybody says? Is his grade higher than Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle, once-in-a-lifetime Anthony Munoz type, mm-hmm. Tony Baselli type, Jackie Slater type guy out of Oregon that maybe somebody says we'll move up to one because we need to protect the quarterback that we have? You just don't know. And, Jay, I would quickly say just one week ago, Key's kind of the lone wolf here talking about Trevor Lawrence. But, honestly, if we were sitting here one week ago having this conversation, it would be an enthusiastic yes. I'm not speaking for you guys, but people out there in the draft community would have said literally just – Five minutes before the game started with Ohio State, people would have said, obviously, it would be Trevor Lawrence. It's amazing what 60 minutes can do for Fields, and conversely, what 60 minutes has done here in a second for Lawrence. And like I said before, Zubin, the guy's only lost two games in his whole collegiate career. Granted, those two games are against the big boys, and that's what you want to see him perform at a very high level. But I will say this, Key, we live in a world, what have you done for me lately? And this is an opportunity for Justin Fields. I know that he is battling through that injured hip from that hit against Clemson. But still, if he can play at a high level and say he finds a way to win the college football playoff and he plays exceptionally well, 
You know we live in a world where we only remember, like, what have you done lately? And the lasting image right now is that Justin Fields outperformed Trevor Lawrence. And if he wins against Alabama, a team that they are underdogs going against and plays at a high level, that will be the last taste in people's mouths. And that could be enough considering from all these scouts, we don't know who the head coach is going to be. You know, we don't know who these people are making the decisions are going to be. But if that's your lasting image, that could be enough to potentially catapult you. La- lasting images is a lot. I've been there. I was drafted as the number one overall pick. People had an opportunity to see me perform in a Rose Bowl. I did my thing. Then I went to the combine, did my thing. I did my thing in my pro day, my private workouts, on the boards, whatever it is. When you look at it, though, the thing that, that stands out to me Zubin and Jay about Justin Fields is there was a lot of questions after the Indiana and Northwestern game. How is this kid? What is he like? Can he push the ball down the field on the deep throws? How, what's his accuracy like? Then he goes out there against Clemson and answers the bell. I mean, right. He goes out there and, and the call was answered by him. Deep balls being thrown to the point where people was like, Oh my God, we didn't know he had that in him. Though he answered that. That's what I like about a guy like that. Then he gets knocked out, gets snot knocked out his nose, hit in the back, got to go in the locker room, get a little rehab, a little treatment real quick, comes back out and doesn't miss a beat. That is what makes general managers and head coaches fall in love with you. That is the exact thing that he did. So, of course, in a 60-minute span, zooming, people are going to switch their thought process. And yesterday I was talking to somebody who works here who covers college football, and he was in love with Trevor Lawrence for the last three years. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden he's like, well, I don't know. I'm not as bullish on him as I was once before. That that whole tone changed. But, Key, let me ask you this quick question, just to play devil's advocate here looking at it practically. You know, if if we're looking at and comparing Cam Newton and Trevor Lawrence, like not comparing their mechanics or who they are as players, but just the scenarios – if we're looking at Cam and saying, well, look what he's had to battle through, going through COVID, missing games, who knows what that does to your body, it affects everybody differently. Would we be talking about Trevor Lawrence differently if maybe he didn't miss those games, if he had those reps and he had continued to go on that trajectory and maybe he would have been a different player, he w- the team would have been different if he didn't go through that scenario this year against Ohio State? No, because he, he played. Yeah, you he, can't really he, say that he, though, right? No, the only game he missed is what Boston College and Notre Dame, right? He played every other game. I mean, he played all the games. He played in the playoff. I mean, so it's like just he played in the ACC championship. Just saying, take that into no, some but he, kind of it's account not, for a whole year, though, it's right? Not, it's not just how he played this year. He's got tons of film where he did amazing. It's more about the mechanics. It's more about the size. It's more about also the other quarterbacks that's in this year's draft as well as other players, right? If, if, if Washington last year didn't covet an outside linebacker, pass rush, defensive end, like, like Chase Young, somebody that they needed and it fell right in their lap and they took Chase Young at number two because that's what they needed. And Ron Revere wanted that. They didn't want a quarterback. They had Dwayne Haskins. They had uh, Alex Smith coming back off injury, and they signed Kyle Allen. So it's about the team, the quarterback, I mean, the team, the head coach, and the general manager, what they covered at the time that the draft is unveiled. We don't know what Jacksonville is going to do. The New York Jets are sitting at number two. They could take a quarterback. Will that quarterback be Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, uh, Trevor Lawrence? 
We really don't know. Or will they make a decision to trade down and maybe Penny Sewell is sitting there somewhere. They keep Sam Darnold. Sewell's there. They grab him and they get a receiver later on in the draft. Or will they try to get in front of my or stay in front of Miami and take Devontae Smith at number two and get another tackle later on in the draft? This thing is ongoing. We got a hundred days until these decisions are made. We probably got about we probably got a, 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 about sixty days to team start swapping picks. Again, Todd McShay is going to join us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. His first mock draft has been revealed. It is posted right now on ESPN+. And there are some head-scratching, eyebrow-raising moves, including where he's got Justin Fields. Let's just say you'll be shocked. Todd will be with us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, but available right now for those of you that can get it on ESPN+. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, brought to you by Indeed. Are you hiring? You need Indeed. Indeed immediately delivers quality candidates from their resume database when you upgrade your job post. It's that simple. Receive a $75 sponsored job credit on your first post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Pro-President Trump supporters staged protests at the U.S. Capitol that turned violent. America's Capitol. Disgusting. It's embarrassing. Could you imagine those were all black? Those last comments are the words of Doc Rivers. There have been tons of reaction all over the world of sports and beyond to an issue that obviously captivated the nation and the world. If you saw world leaders react yesterday, let's get some perspective from Clinton Yates. He writes for our website, The Undefeated, which often deals with the intersection of race, politics, and sports. That seems like the perfect meeting spot for what happened yesterday in an also tragic fashion. Clinton, you lived in D.C. for much of your life. Um, I just kind of want to know the reaction of somebody who was born and raised in that area, knows it well, And for certain people, no matter how old they are, when they walk past that place yesterday, where they were, everything they saw, the people's house, they'll only see it one way moving forward. Yeah, Zubin, the thing about the Capitol is that for people who don't understand, you don't just roll up to that building and walk in. To give you a basic framework of what the blocking is, the U.S. Capitol Police, they hold that thing down. And many years ago, I wrote a column about a woman who literally took a wrong turn, hit a barricade, and was shot to death because she breached the security perimeter. That's not what you saw yesterday. And so when we looked at what occurred on the day, it was to a lot of D.C. natives and never mind residents, it was like, yo, that's the capital. How do you just roll up? And so for me, it was a very interesting thing to look at from that standpoint because everybody understood that's not what we've seen before. That's a little different. And that was very scary as an American and not a black person in this country. Clinton, you've covered events in D.C. at the Capitol in Washington. Tell us what you saw yesterday. Let, take us there and, and put us in that perspective and that mindset. So, Key, well, the thing about the Capitol is that even when you're invited It is difficult to get in. There are a lot of things you have to do, a ton of checkpoints, a ton of other sort of agreements you have to make in order to make sure that you are identified. So when I saw that yesterday, I'm thinking to myself, yo, how did this happen? And I'm not going to speculate on what anybody's sort of strategies are from a law enforcement standpoint, because that is not my level of expertise. But I'll tell you what, 
I ain't never seen that many people in that place doing that much stuff with that much ease in my life. I was shocked at that specific uh, sort of vision. Never mind just what they did. That didn't surprise me. But what did surprise me was simply how easily it happened and how, frankly, how much danger everybody was in. And I'm not just talking about the elected officials, Key. I'm from D.C., you know what I'm saying? So like my family, you know, there's people, the people that, you know, wash the floors, the people that cook the food, the people that cut people's hair. Those are the people that I know about there that got put in harm's way for reasons that I don't want to even speculate on. So that's what I'm thinking about, Keith, when I see that. Everybody else who's not on camera, who all of a sudden has to think about, yo, what am I doing here? What's actually happening? That was a very difficult situation. I had my phone blowing up all day yesterday and it was not for a good reason. Michelle Roberts released a statement saying she is grateful knowing that hopefully nobody who looks like me is going to the Capitol, to Capitol Hill to respond to this. Because if they do, you'll see a different response by law enforcement. You know it and I know it. What's your reaction to what she said? Clinton, real quick, just for our listeners that are unaware, she's 65 think- years old, African-American and the head of the NBA Players Association. Just to set it up for people that may be unfamiliar with her. Very well, Zoo. I'm well familiar with who she is. And she reminds me, like I said before, of somebody in my family who would have called me and been like, yo, C's, don't be going down there. I used to live a good 15 blocks from the Capitol. I could walk there in a deuce. And let me tell you something. Had I been home, had I still lived there, I'd have been terrified. Because you're exactly right. That whole environment, that whole situation normally is locked all the way down. And so for me, I understand exactly what Michelle is saying. We ain't doing that. We ain't showing up like that. That ends poorly, and that is not good for business. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Because, look, that's not a fight that I think anybody wants. But I want to make a point right now to say that what happened yesterday to me, you can call it surprise. You can call it whatever you want. It was unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. Not just as a native of the district, but, again, as an American, yo, can't have that, man. Like, what are we doing? That was not okay. Clinton, we, we see Michelle Roberts and people around the NBA make comments. How come we haven't seen anybody from the NFL make a comment yet? I think the NFL is dealing with different issues, Jay. I think that they're trying to figure out how to get through the playoffs. I think they're trying to figure out how to concern themselves with the COVID matter. You look at the situation that's unfolding with the Browns. They can't seem to keep their facilities safe. You look at the situation with the Steelers, where they've had to reschedule all sorts of games. And the NFL can tout themselves for not having canceled anything, but – I do genuinely, honestly think they have different things at hand. That said, Jay, I was a little surprised the NBA played last night. I wrote a column about this back in the bubble when the Bucs decided to step down in the playoffs because of what happened in Kenosha. They said, you know what? We ain't doing it. I thought maybe that that would be something that the WNBA, excuse me, the NBA did last night. They didn't do it. But to that point, may I say, the WNBA is half the reason why this is going down. I've brought this up Mm -hmm. before. They are a beacon And they are at the forefront in terms of what we do in this country from a social justice standpoint. Don't sleep. It's not just the Atlanta dream. They did their work, but everybody else backed them up. I'll shout out Natasha Cloud from the Mystics, who decided at one point during the season, two seasons ago, she wasn't going to talk to the media because three bullets went through an elementary school's window right next door to where the Mystics play. WNBA is about this. The NBA is following And I like what they do. Last night, I was a little surprised that they played. However, I liked the solidarity that they showed overall in terms of recognizing what's going on in this country. Never mind the capital of the United States of America, most powerful city in the world, my hometown. Do do you feel like they missed an opportunity? Do you feel like they shouldn't have played last night? And if you do, why? 
That's tough for me to say, Jay. You've been in locker rooms more than I have. And if guys get together and they decide that they want to play because that's something that's going to allow them to alleviate their minds of what's going on, I understand that. There was not a disappointment level for me in playing. I like the fact that it was recognized. I was surprised simply because, look, I don't know what y'all were doing yesterday, but I was glued to my TV. I was glued to my phone. I was glued to the Internet because I wanted to know how, frankly, the future of the democracy of this country was proceeding. I wouldn't have been in a position to play NBA basketball, but I've never been in a position to play NBA basketball, so that's not really for me to say. My point is, though, is that overall, I would not have been mad had that gone down. I think everybody would have understood if the association took a step back and said, you know what, we're good. We saw a lot of college programs say, frankly, on their social media, we're going to chill tonight. You know what I mean? Because we know that everybody's paying attention to the rest of the country. If guys want to play, because that's what they have to do in order to make themselves feel better, I'm okay with that. Also, if these dudes did not want to play because they wanted to reflect and figure out who they are going to be for themselves, that would have been fine too. Overall, though, I'm just glad they got through the night without anybody getting too upset or too overwhelmed by the occurrences in the country earlier in the day. Clinton, Jay Will asked you about the NFL responding as a whole. I'm going to ask you about a specific person in your hometown who's an owner of the Washington football team and Daniel Snyder. Um, do you think he will respond? At all, or will he just kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say ignore the situation, but kind of say nothing? When's the last time you saw Daniel M. Snyder respond to anything in a way that made any sense for people that look like us, Keith? Tell me once. Well, um, I mean, he hired Jason Wright. That's what I'm saying. So, no, I did not (laughs) expect that. I did not expect that is what what I'm saying is, is that, like, that dude runs a football team Poorly at that. I understand they made the playoffs. Shouts to Ron Rivera for getting through everything he's done. Shouts to Chase Young for being the most athletic player in the league as far as I'm concerned. But when it comes to that owner of that franchise, absolutely not. Don't come to me with that key. We're friends, but you know that. I don't expect anything out of that dude because that dude ain't ever done nothing that ever started and ended well. Come on, son. I just asked the question because it's your hometown. It's a legitimate question. I would man. think I if like a guy's trying to get a... and I see your ankles out on TV, that doesn't mean you get to ask me any old thing. Come I on just now. thought your hometown <laughs> that he, you would have something. You, I, I don't know. Maybe Jason Wright will say something. I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm, they're trying to get a stadium in the city, so who knows? That's fair. I, that's all. That's fair. You ain't going to come Wright on my show and beat me up, though, Yates. Say something about this. <laughs> Dan Snyder is not going to be like, right, you got me up at 6 in the morning out here on the West Coast where you're from. You know I'm going to talk my talk. Come on now. <laughs> Unbelievable passion. And once again, you can check out Clinton's work at The Undefeated, the intersection of politics, race, and sports. You can follow him at Clinton Yates. And we'll continue to follow the story. As Clinton said, your eyes glued to the TV, your phone. You can't get away from it even though I think most people certainly want to move away from it. Clinton, thank you for joining us this morning. Really appreciate the perspective. Sweet background, too, man. Yeah, that's dope right there, man. Come on now. You know who's over the shoulder. You see the routine. The WNBA is about that action. Never forget that. I'll see y'all later. Thank you, Clinton. You know, it's really interesting that he writes for the undefeated because this is something I had thought about and we were thinking about how sports has changed in this country, the role athletes have, the role politics plays in sports, the blurring of the lines. So the undefeated is the intersection of politics, race, and sports. And in many countries in the world, outside of the United States here in the last 20 years, things have been different. In many countries for decades, politics and sports have always meshed. 
In this country, for a very long time, it has been secular. There has been a long divide. Sports is my escape. Don't bother me. Barkley, I'm not a role model. I'm just here to be a distraction for you. Then you can get back to your normal life. In many places around the world for decades where soccer is number one or other sports are number one, politics and sports have always been intertwined, whether it's tragic things like violence, whether it's debate, whether it's protest. But those two pillars of life, politics and sports, have always been intertwined around the world. America is kind of slow to the burn on that. Let's be honest. Here, it's really accelerated in the last 15, 20 years. But this is something that I think we are coming to grips with as a country, sports and politics, that many other countries have already been grappling with for a really long time. I think it's more about reality than it is anything, right? I mean, we have to, we have to live in the reality space that we're in. We can't just ignore certain things. Yeah, we want to get to sports to get away from what's over there. But wouldn't so you say for a to... long time we did that? I mean, I'm I'm relatively young. So for me, I've always, both have always been intertwined for me, right? I mean, I, I'm not like 80 years old. No, I'm not saying I mean, not. so it's it's like both have always been intertwined for me. I've always seen them locked together. I mean, it's just... But, but I've Key, always let, seen that. Let me let me add to that. Key. You know why? Because you have had conversations with your parents about scenarios that are different for you that are different from other people. So, Zubin, I go back to your comment about people have gone to sports to get away from that. I, as, a, as a young black man, like I, sports has always been intertwined in that world for me because my parents have made me aware of that. Right? I think for a certain subset of people, it hasn't been that. So they're bothered by it. But this is going to be the new norm moving forward. I would and agree. Oh, sorry, Jay. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. To your point, and I think that's an excellent point. It all comes back to what we've been talking about since 6 a.m. Eastern. It all comes from the environment that you're raised. But I would challenge any of you to go watch any of the previous 54 Super Bowls or anything that Americans gather around the television for and to hear anything other than football talked about at the Super Bowl, to think about anything other than sports talked about at a sporting event on the largest stage. You're right, Jay's Right. Things are moving in a different direction. But that's where I'm talking about the intertwining. If you have somebody that's been a big time athlete, if you have, you know, raising of the fist in 68 in Mexico City, if you have those sorts of incidents (laughs) right here, if you have all of those things, those things are talked about in a very tepid fashion. And you would believe that if somebody is willing to go out there and do that in the biggest stage in the world, that would be something to talk about. To Jay's point, the conversation is opening up a lot more and we're going to be talking about it a lot more fluidly and a lot more comfortably, but just for a very, very long time, I don't think for the majority of people there has been. For your personal experience, they've been tied in. But I do think for many, many people out there, it's one or the other. I can choose one or the other. I don't want both. I'm not they saying should, that's right should, or wrong. They should think about both because it's okay. Now you, don't, you don't have to. It's okay. Certain things in life is okay, you know? You don't have to be afraid. I agree. I agree. But as you know, change is glacial. That's the one thing we know. Change is constant, mm. but change is also glacial. You, can you don't have to use glacial. Use a different word because <laughs> okay. there's a lot of people that really don't understand that. Zuba. Change takes a long time. There you go. Change More, takes a long right, time. Right, though, Jay. Am I right, Jay? 
You know, glacial. I was like, like glacial. stop, I, man. I, 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 I got it. I understand. That's why I, I love know what it is. That's but why I love them. There's some people that may be listening that are like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Certainly wouldn't be the first time they were like, what the hell is this guy talking about? This is just the latest example. On the way back to sports, we just have to kind of get back into the toy department world, realizing the there's so sports. many. <laughs> there's so many other things happening in the world. Todd McShay has released his first mock draft and Justin Fields, all the talk. He can't be picked lower than two, right? After he balled out last Friday. Oh, hang on a second. Wait till you see where McShay has the Ohio State stud. Let's just say your eyes are going to have to keep moving down the page until we get there. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And there is Lawrence. I don't think there's much of a chip on the shoulder since so many people think he is going to go one, but you always want to kind of create some of that. If that's the case, again, the draft April 29th in Cleveland, of course, on ESPN. It's January 7th. we got plenty of time to get there and plenty of mock drafts to get to, including the first of Todd McShay. He joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Todd, it's great to have you. I know the fellows are going to run through all the quarterbacks, and that's what everybody cares about, so that's where I'll start. Tell me where in your first mock draft you have Justin Fields. Where is he getting drafted? Who is drafting him, and what's the rationale here? I had him going 15 to the Patriots, and I, I really struggled with it, honestly. You know, you look at four with Atlanta, is, a, is certainly a possibility. Uh, but I had Zach Wilson going there for the BYU quarterback. you got to figure out what's going on with, with Detroit at seven, and then also the, um, the Cowboys at ten are the other two spots where I, I thought about putting him. Uh, but I, I wound up putting him in 15. I'm just – I. I think he has more developing to do. I see the talent. He obviously is big, strong, smart. He's got a strong arm and, and has all the, uh, just about everything you look for. But I think processing and getting through his reads has been an issue. And you, you go back even to that Indiana game and, and the three interceptions he had in that game. And, you know, I, I, there are just ups and downs with him. And so I, I think he's more of a mid-first-round type of player, but there are some people who think he could go number one overall, you know, if, if Urban yeah. Meyer takes that Jacksonville job. So we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. But, um, but to me, it's, it's Trevor Lawrence, and then there's a big gap between those other four quarterbacks that I have going in the first round. And, and I was going to say that, Todd. I, I've talked to a number of people across the league just over the last, you know, several weeks and talked about 
the difference between Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and some of those other quarterbacks. And he could go one, he could go two, meaning Fields, he can go anywhere in the draft. But the gap isn't as large as most people are trying to say, given the fact that Trevor Lawrence has struggled in what we would deem as big-time games. They've, you know, his numbers look good, but he struggled with throwing the football. Why is he this consistent number one on your board? Yeah, I think it's, first of all, the talent level. And then there's also the the maturity that he, he brings and, and how consistent he's been in terms of his, his mental makeup and, and just getting better every single year. Um, I, I hear you. And I, I also think, you know, if, if there's one concern or one issue to me, it's not even the big games because he's competing and he's fighting. He lost 2,800 receiving yards in, in his three receivers that were lost from a year ago. So in his offensive line was not very good. But uh, to me, he's, he's just he's, – he's as good as Andrew Luck was coming out of college. And I know Andrew Luck probably didn't live up to all the expectations because of injury uh, and retiring early. But Andrew Luck, in my, my 15 years of doing this, has, has been the highest prospect that I've had. And I, I, I just think that Trevor Lawrence has got a lot of the same qualities that Luck did when he was coming out of Stanford. Let me ask you this. If he does Todd, not, you, if he does not go one yep. and for some reason Urban Meyer takes Justin Fields or somebody else and the Jets are sitting there at two. He's, he's going two to the Jets. The Jets the Jets want Trevor. But But the Jets doesn't even have a head coach yet. <laughs> you asked the question, I gave you an answer. No, I'm just saying <laughs> they don't even have a head if, coach if the yet. Jets were picking at one, if the Jets were picking at one they're taking Trevor Lawrence. But I, but I don't think they're going to take one of these other quarterbacks at number two. I think, you know, Joe, I, I went to school with Joe Douglas. I, I, I know Joe very well. He grew up in the scouting community under Ozzie Newsom, who, who was one of the best GMs in the history of the NFL. And, and what they want to do is stockpile picks. And I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they took advantage of a team trying to move up to get Zach Wilson from BYU or, or to get Justin Fields at that number two spot and to get even more picks. They have four first-round picks in the next two years. And, I, I, you know, to me, moving back would make a lot of sense. If not, then they gave up, I think, 43 sacks the last year. And so Panay Sewell is, is the best offensive lineman in this draft. If they're stuck at number two, and, and Trevor goes one, I think they take the offensive lineman Sewell for Morgan. Todd, very quickly, take me into the weeds on this one. You have mentioned the phrase, the talent level for Trevor Lawrence is just so absurd. It's different. Break that down for me. Like, wh- what does that mean in layman's terms? What do you mean by talent level? Well, I mean, he's, he's big, he's strong, he's durable. He's, he's got a big-time arm. He's also mobile. I mean, how many six-foot-six guys – can run the way that he can run. And in today's NFL, you've got to be able to extend plays. And so to have that size, the durability, the ability to extend plays, and and then the touch and trajectory of his throws. Again, he lost all of his receivers, all of them from a year ago. Everyone was gone. He had nothing to to throw to, and his, his offensive line was not nearly as good as it was a year ago. 
um, and he still got them to the to the semifinal game and and, and battled. So um, I, I think it's that, and then the maturity that he has, and the ability to process as quickly as he does, is, is what really stands out to me on tape. You got Devontae Smith going third to Miami, so that would put him back with his teammate Tua. Uh, what yeah. makes you? What makes Smith such a you know a special wideout? Given the fact that receivers this size don't yep. traditionally go in the top five in the draft, the last guy to go was as big as me, and that was Kelvin Kelvin Johnson back in <laughs> two thousand and seven. He reminds me a lot of Marvin Harrison. You know, you know Marvin obviously, yeah. NFL Hall of Famer. Just he has instincts and he knows how to he knows how to separate he can get in and out of breaks he knows when you know zone coverage where to be where to where to sit down he knows how to get open and you saw this year i mean they lost two first round draft picks to wide receiver last year in jerry judy and uh, henry rooks then they lose another first round wide receiver in uh in jalen waddle this year and he steps up and it's like every game, it's 150, 220. You know, he's, he, he took over. And I love his competitiveness, and I love his sense of the game. And you can trust him as a quarterback. You know, you know that relationship between a quarterback and receiver. you got to be able to trust the guy. And you can always trust that he's going to be in the right place at the right time, make the right break, you know, find that soft spot in zone. And, and he, show, he showed up when they needed him most. And it's been really impressive. That it has. There is so much chatter underway as the first mock draft is available right now on ESPN+. Plus. Todd was on earlier today with Greeny and the gang to break it down as well. So if you're going to catch the re-air of Get Up, you can find that on ESPN2. So any place you want, in front of the TV, on your laptop, on your phone, get in front of it. The first mock draft is out, ESPN+. Plus. And a reminder, the first draft podcast is back with... Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, and the new host, Field Yates, on the way to April 29th. Just over 100 days away. I already got my Todd McShay mock draft right on my phone. I got it. I downloaded it already. That's the perks. I appreciate you guys. You got it, man. Thank you very much. That's Todd McShay. It's a little perks of being a company employee. You can get Mm -hmm. stuff a little bit I had to pay for it. Really? Man, give it to me. You had to pay for it? Man, I had to pay for it, man. You know, I asked for code, promo codes, and everything. Oh, let me find it. I have to call some and never heard back from the people. I just said Credit card, pay for it, call it a day. In all seriousness, there's a ton of ton of great content now on ESPN+. Plus. Many of our top writers, men and women, have moved over there, and they're cranking out amazing content every day. I'm going to take you behind the paywall for one minute to let you know because I mentioned all the quarterbacks. He's got Trevor going one. He's got Zach Wilson from BYU going four to the Falcons. He then, of course, has Justin Fields, the first question, 15 to the Patriots, a little eyebrow raising. The Washington football team, he's got drafting North Dakota State's Trey Lance and Mac Jones of Alabama going at number 21. So those are the quarterbacks he's got in round number one on the way. One final thought on one surreal day in America. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any, you know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. I mean, let's be honest, it's more than one thing. We could be on the air for another four hours. The conversation continuing all across America as the discourse rolls on. After yesterday, the discourse after us is going to be Greeny's discourse, his voice for the next two hours. Barry Sanders is going to join Mike this morning. Adam Schefter with all the latest as we approach Super Wild Card Weekend. Eddie George and Howie Long will also join if you love football. How about that? Sweet feet, Barry Sanders, Schefter, Eddie George, the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, Eddie need to give me my Heisman back. (laughs) He stole it from the kids. Yeah, he stole it, man. No, Eddie was a beast. In our final segment here, we do a segment every morning or a couple times a show called From A to Z. It's sort of an alphabet. We kind of go on topics, whether they're the NBA, the NFL, the MLB. I just want to give you a couple of more letters here to start thinking about what we have been dealing with here over the next 24 hours and, frankly, the last 24 hours. A reminder, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. From A to Z at a special time, the letter P. We've all been dealing with the pandemic and politics. We've all been dealing with the letter S, sports and social justice, the tie-in. The letter U, the unjust and the unhinged. The letter R, the reprehensible and the repugnant. And the letter D, divided and devastated. It's a story we'll continue to follow. Everybody has an opportunity to weigh in. And we're going to do that right now with Jay in New Jersey. He joins us on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Jay, you have got the floor. What do you have for us this morning? Thank you. First, I just need to start off for Keyshawn. Keyshawn, I'm a Northwestern grad, was at the Rose Bowl when you were playing us, and I'm a huge Jets fan, and you just, you know, you ran right into the end zone in our faces, and I hated you. No, that's <laughs> nothing. You know, no, of course it's not. But here's, here's my point. You are doing an amazing job on this show. I'm a WFAN listener, but you guys, you draw me into this show. Appreciate I, it. I, you're you're well spoken. You are. I love how you're bringing in you know social justice into it. And you, I, I have to say, like you've really changed my opinion of you. And and thank you. And you, you're doing a great job. And I just want to say, you know, for all those people who say sports is not the place, you know, it's a place for us to relax and not think about politics and and social justice. You know, I, I just say like we need to think about it all the time. And if, if you're and I'm just saying for those who are listening, if you're somebody who thinks that way, that it's not the place, you know, like that just that just means you really you, you need to let yourself be uncomfortable when you're hearing all this, because, you know, when people are bringing up the challenges that they're facing, they're real things. And I'm a white male and I I need to listen to the, the challenges that other people are facing. And if it's hard for me or, if, you know, for whatever reason, people don't want to hear it like. Think about why you don't want to hear it. And, and I appreciate that you guys bring that to the sports show, and I just wanted to uh, say that and, 
Uh, I really enjoy listening to your show. And Keyshawn, you you brought me around. <laughs> Thanks, man. Keep listening. We'll have a, we'll have more fun as we continue to get together. I mean, we've only been together for what four months now. Five August, mid August, yeah. yeah. And so as as we get in, keep going. We get our feet wet in this thing. It'll be fun. The ride is going to be amazing. Trust me. And indeed, one last piece of levity, Jay. I want you to get in here. One last piece of levity. This is just a total radio thing. How about changing that first preset to ninety-eight-seven in the car? Okay, how about ninety-eight-seven in the car for you? I know well, you he mentioned said he used to be a <laughs> W. Used to. What was it? WFAN. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. used to be. Right. Doesn't mean right. that you know it's okay. Slow. Slow. We good. Every I, I, now and then we take one. Just take I'll, one. I also think, Keith, that's why, you know, what we do with Zubin every day, like, it's a game changer. Like, we want to hear from people. We want people to call in with their opinions. And my thing is, like, you know, look, we're all collaborative here. We want to have conversations with people. Like, that's how we all learn. We continue to grow together. But Jay did say one thing that I think was very important. You have to be uncomfortable in order to grow. Key, in order for you to become the first pick in the draft, there were a lot of times in your life that you had to train and it was extremely uncomfortable. The same for me to become Painful. the second pick. And we need to have that same kind of scenario with our show and with conversations. And, and that, that is so true and honest. And you got a, a Jay, the other Jay that just called, he, he, uh, he said something else that was, that was enlightening there was the fact that he didn't know me from a can of paint. He didn't like me, but he got a chance to hear me, understand me, who I am. And that's the way we got to be with everybody. Not just me, but with Jay Will, Zubin. Because we get tweets on our social media account from the show, and some of the stuff is not cool. But guess what? We ain't going no damn where. So y'all keep on tweeting negativity all you want. Take it away, Zubin. On We Should Mention, to have a little fun on the way out the door, I'm glad you mentioned it was Jay the caller because it's Jay from New Jersey as our host and Jay from New Jersey as the caller. Greeny is next on many of these ESPN radio stations. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.